Welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. I, of course, am your co-host, Kylan Savage. Unfortunately, not with me. I always say with me, as always, is Mr. TJ Smith, but that has proven to not be true this week. We are sadly missing TJ for the beginning part of this. I believe he's going to jump on for our part B, but we do have beautiful producer Josh. Hey, Kylan. And jammers out there. Hey, how's it going? It's good. Do you have? I need you. I need you to pick up the slack for TJ. Do you have a, a cheesy now. reference to the album we're we're covering? <laughs> oh we yeah, I, I feel I like really, he's here. I'm glad to be here, so I can really just get the message across of just what it is to be like on this podcast with you, Kyle. And I really appreciate it. There it is. I'm really happy to be here. I'm happy you're here too. And guys, we have a guest this week, a returning guest. Hey-o. We are so excited to once again have Eric McClanahan. Eric, how is it going, man? Uh, going good. Glad to be back. Feeling a little stood up by TJ, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. Brutal. I know. But we'll we'll take any opportunity for criticism uh, that, <laughs> that that we get. So and he probably won't listen to this anyway. So you can say as much as you want to about him. <laughs> Uh, in fact, actually, let's playing. make that our next segment. Let's. Yeah, uh, so, Eric, as a longtime listener of the show, <laughs> uh, how how bad of a job do you think TJ is doing? <laughs> oh man, he's struggling. I'm glad y'all can pull him up. You know, no, I, I'm joking. I, I love We're, all three. It's actually an audition. It's actually an audition. <laughs> no, TJ is awesome. All three of you are awesome. It's it's my favorite podcast to listen to. We we miss him dearly. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we did talk about this with you in our uh, interview episode with you about the CCM Twitter tournament. Uh, people should go listen to that if they have not. You know, we don't need a deep dive too much, but I would love to hear maybe a truncated version of your origin story for people that may not have listened to that episode. I'm um, just long time um, music listener. Um Kind of was raised on the idea that music with drums and uh, guitars is is of the devil. So when I hit my rebellious uh, teenage years, I started uh, listening to all that devil music, like for him and things like that. And <laughs> so rebellious, <laughs> which led me into the really you know awful stuff like uh, jars of clay and uh, small town poets and things like that. And uh, Eventually awful, into the awful music. tooth and nail stuff where I was basically on the highway to hell at that point. Mm-hmm. And now you're <laughs> going to, you just got back from Furnace Fest, listened to all that terrible, crazy loud music. <laughs> and uh, I, I actually did want to ask you if you picked up the Hammering Process vinyl. I saw that that I, came out. They didn't have them at the table that I saw, but I they had a QR code hanging up. So I scanned that and uh, went ahead and purchased Purchased that on vinyl. So nice. Yeah. It, they just released it today, like for pre orders. And I've been like, man, I bet Eric is so stoked about this. <laughs> yeah. I am. My favorite metal album of all time. Man, it's a good one. I listened to it twice today yeah. because of it. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Cool. Thanks for letting me get off, uh, off topic. But that was a great truncated version, Eric. <laughs> that was. But if you want the full version, listeners, go back and listen to our interview. With Eric, what volume is that? Josh? I don't think it even is a volume technically because it's not like a regular episode. 
So I don't think we had an official volume oh, yeah. for it, but this is, so we're very Oh, that's right. It was like a special Eric bonus episode that yeah, we did. Yeah, it was. This is a legit volume with Eric now. <laughs> Finally. So, yeah, we're going to talk about for him. So, Josh, should we do research first or should we do a little bit of context from Eric? I think we can do the research and then, Eric, feel free to jump in and add some stuff, pepper it in, whatever, personal okay. or academic information that you have about for him as you see fit and then we'll move on from there so for him is a group from mobile alabama their career is from 1989 to 2006 and i saw that they were in the group truth before forming for him which i had never heard of but it's an american contemporary christian group from according to wikipedia that i guess was just like a bunch of singers for years from like 1971 to 2001 i guess they had a rotating cast of people and for him joined and oh, wow. then i guess they were just it was like christian menudo yeah i think a couple member of new song were also in truth if i'm not mistaken okay cool i figured i knew you would knew more about that than me because i <laughs> just learned about that this week so i was like oh that's interesting okay and the members of for him are andy chrisman mark harris marty is it mcgee maggie how do you say his name? Uh, I don't know. I said I said McGee. I think McGee. Yeah, it's like Mage He, but McGee. yeah, I don't know how you actually say it. And Kirk Sullivan. And I was going to ask you, Eric. Do you know if any of these guys do anything in the band other than just sing? Like, are they playing instruments at all? Are they writing the songs? Uh, I think Mark Harris. Yeah, Mark Harris wrote some of. Looks like all the songs. Oh, all but one, and Marty McGahey, or however you say it, wrote one. Okay, so nice. two of them write, but other than that, I don't know if any of them actually play instruments or not. It, okay, I was curious. It's kind of one of those, like, not a boy band. They're a, a, men, a man band, I guess, because they're <laughs> a lot older. They're not a boy band. It feels weird saying that, but for the listeners out there, Eric has a CD with them, and I appreciate that, because there are not scans of this record in depth on Discog, so... If you're bored, Eric, you want to put some scans up on Discog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the record we're talking about today is The Message, which I believe was released June 1st of 1996. So it's 27 years old currently. It is their sixth LP, if you count their Christmas album. Uh, it was under the label of Benson Records, which is under Provident, which was under Sony. So it had other artists like Carmen, Sandy Patty, DeGarmo and Key, Michael Sweet, Producers for this record, uh, there were four, so it's a big kind of conglomeration studio. Um, it's Bill Baumgart, Don Coke, not Dan Coke from Sherwood, but Don Coke, <laughs> um, spelled the same way for his last name, and Michael <laughs> O'Martian and Peter Wolf. Uh, they all like have production credits on different tracks, um, and it, they all produce Ride, and then they've produced... A bunch of other CCM stuff that, for four guys, I felt like it was going to be a lot if I tried to give you their uh, resumes, but they've produced a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff for For Him, but yeah, I found that it was specifically they produced The Ride and this, so I guess For Him's like, hey, we got a good thing going after The Ride, let's get that going for the message too. I don't have any charts and performance on this record, but I did find that it got a Grammy nomination for Best Pop Contemporary Gospel Album in 1997. Oh wow, that's rad! And that concludes my research because, like I said, there's no, there's nothing on Discogs. So <laughs> anything else you would like to add, Eric, is welcome. 
at, at the bottom of the credits on the CD, it says, The mission of For Him is to edify the church, evangelize the lost, and strive for excellence in music. So that's kind of their, uh, it's their goal with this album and in general. That's the message they're trying to that's, peddle? I suppose that, Man, that's you don't have many bands that have, the uh, message. have a mission statement on their record. That's the first one I can recall, but I don't read all the booklets in depth. Oh, you gotta you gotta start doing that, Eric. So that I way, know, I, when you join the show full time, you can replace both TJ and Josh. Well, when I'm doing deep dives like I am with you all, I do get out the booklets when I'm when I'm doing them on my own. Uh, <laughs> you have you know. to, man. That's the best part of reading the booklets. Yeah. Okay, so I want to ask you, Eric. You know, uh, I think because we always ask our guests to give us sort of a a, a range of albums they want to cover and i want to know why this album for you in particular why 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 did you want us to cover it on cjn so it's the first christian album that i remember like listening to constantly it might even be the first like contemporary christian album i owned i remember going in best buy and buying the cassette and it's one of the first albums i remember walking into a store and and buying nice then i think so i think i got you know i got into to for him and uh similar stuff after dc talk and jars of clay had released their big albums in 95 and then i went back i guess to that around 97 but when this album came out i was definitely into the more adult contemporary style stuff i think this was your gateway into that sweet that's awesome we listened to this this cassette in the family car for like a year straight. So it's, I feel like the, the grooves of this album are etched into my brain. I feel like <laughs> that's great. And that is awesome. So I, I want to know beyond this being like the first album, like did you ever see them live? I did. My first contemporary Christian concert was for him and Carmen. And I did not care about Carmen. Oh, I was there oh. just for. You didn't care I was about there Carmen? just for the. Champion? I didn't even. Re- it, this was so early in, in my journey that I didn't even really know anything about Carmen other than name. My local station had some kind of grudge against Carmen, I guess. And they did not play his music, <laughs> so I, I don't. I still to this day don't know a whole lot of Carmen. <laughs> he was too radical with his yeah. being radically saved. Was, yeah. <laughs> That's rad, Josh. I want to know. I want to know what what is your context with for him? Because this, this is so. I've been excited to cover this record because I was telling you, Josh, that you know we've kind of been a little bit in like two thousands tooth and nail land for a mm-hmm. while, and we're starting to make this journey over the next few months into more like nineties CCM world. Oh yeah, we are. Well, I have a lot. Uh, to say about for him, so I hope you guys are ready. No, not really. The only thing <laughs> I really know about for him is I remember my dad having for him CDs. Like I remember on the desk in his in his room, he had like the, one of those little wire CD stacks or whatever. And I remember he had at least one or a few for him CDs. I don't know which one they were. I just remember it was really easy to remember the name because it's the letter and then the the H I M. Right. So that always stood out to me, but. Other than that, I I don't know a for him song. Like I can't name you any songs that they sing. If you were to play me one, I would be like, I don't know. 
can tell oh, you wow. who this was. So I, I'm really kind oh, of. So you're blind. coming like, in. Like, I've always. Yeah, I think yeah, TJ is like, like that I too. I know of for him, but I don't know any songs by them at all. That's interesting. So I'm in a. I, I'm kind of like in the middle of of you, Josh and Eric. Like, so this record in particular, I know absolutely nothing from. But the ride and the basics of life were huge records in my house growing up. My grandpa was part of for years, ever since I can remember, was part of a like a like the the local church version of like the Gaither vocal band or whatever. Like he was part of a quartet and they would always sing like they would travel around to different churches and do, you know, uh do the little concerts with their little backing track CDs and stuff. And so he always had the basics of life in, in his car. Cause he was always working on like harmonies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I remember at my parents' house, like we didn't have a lot of CDs. Like when I was really little I think, well, I found out later my parents did, but uh, when they, when I was born and they got like real serious about, being saved they like hid all of their good cds <laughs> so we had like <laughs> amy grant's christmas album we had like every christmas album and the ride always looked so cool to me as a kid uh because it's like purple and green and it's like a roller coaster like that's rad it's very 90s oh it's so 90s so 90s <laughs> but the message yeah i'm i'm not familiar with this record at all so i'm super excited to jump into it one thing i'm very excited about as well is that there are four members of for him and there's four of us on here so i can't wait to see who whose face <laughs> you photoshop us on to <laughs> oh yeah it's gonna be i know i get so excited when when these little serendipitous moments line up like it's gonna be a great uh photoshop of fun photoshop for me I will say I uh, okay. I'm just going to prepare you guys right now uh, because Eric, this is your first real CJN episode, but TJ's not here, and I've been so busy going back and forth between states and closing on a house. I haven't prepared a game this week, so I feel like you're not <laughs> you're getting the short shrift on the full CJN experience. So I just want to prepare you guys right now. Although I don't think there's any way that you'll be able to prepare for what the game actually is because there never is. God knows I don't. Um, but we will have a game at the beginning of part B next week. Okay. Ooh, Even right. if you don't, that just means you'll just have to have me back for another uh, album soon. <laughs> hey, we'll have you back anytime. <laughs> anytime. I want to do, I, I do want to do an Oops All Games episode. Also, you got to come to our trivia night. <laughs> I I'm not a I'm not a game person. You can ask my wife. I'm I, I like to sit and watch other people sweat <laughs> during games and not get Well, myself. okay, how about this then? How would you feel about preparing a game with me and we'll pit Josh and okay. TJ against That'll each work. other? Ooh. Let's do that. I'll hit you up later this week. We'll make a we'll make a ridiculous <laughs> game for them to play. <laughs> for our oh, amusement. <laughs> okay, so before we get into our personal flopper bops, Eric, I want to ask you now, uh, when was the last time you listened to this record in full? 
Uh, it was last week because I was listening to Josh's uh, Supernatural Hell episode, yeah. and I just got so excited to come on here and talk about this one. So I needed. <laughs> Love that. Oh, that's so great. So, so your your flopper bot prediction is going to be pretty accurate. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that. Yeah, so. I, I cheated. I apologize. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good, man. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, because we have precedence for it with previously insane guests um is this going to be a flop or a bop from you oh it's going to be a bop for sure okay all right that's sweet okay and before josh and i give our predictions uh i want to know how you would predict the three of us me josh and tj flopper bops Based on having listened to the show. My wife actually just asked me that this afternoon because she was listening to the Supernatural episode when we were on the way to Furnace Fest. And so uh, I was guessing your all's flops or bops at that time. So she asked me to guess your all's (laughs) now. And I said, um, most of the episodes that I've listened to are like the the more rock episodes. Like I, I haven't. I plan to eventually listen to them all, but I haven't listened to like the Zoe Girl episode and things like that, so I'm not <laughs> sure how you all really, you know, uh, do the the adult contemporary. Don't know how we're going to relate. Yeah, to um, okay. I think TJ will probably flop it. Yep, I think so too. I think Josh has the best chance of a bop. I'm not sure. Ooh, okay. Because I, I I don't know. I feel like me and Josh are kind of okay. we, we're kind of a lot alike on a lot of things. So maybe maybe he'll uh, see the things that I see in in this album. All right, all right, that's really interesting to me. Okay, before before I get into this, then Josh, what is your flopper bop prediction for this record? Well, you know, we've got our good returning buddy Eric on the show. I've been really excited for this episode. Really excited to dig into this record, but I have not been excited to tell Eric to his face that I think. I'm going to flop this record. So <laughs> that's what I'm predicting. Oh, I hope okay. I come in and I find a lot to like about it. I'm hoping I enjoy it. But just of like, I'm a, I'm more of a music guy. I like, I'm not a big like great harmonies and vocal performances guy. I'm more of like, a, I want good music. I want to, I want, and so it's like, I don't know. To me, I'm expecting just like, very much like CCM Nashville, like a bunch of CCM songwriters write a song and then they get these great singers to sing on it and whatnot. So I'm sure it will sound good, but that's like personally not what I'm into. But I hope to be surprised. Okay. I think I read that the members of Whiteheart are the band on this album. So I don't know okay. if that will make it more uh, musically appealing okay, or not. So uh, maybe they'll have a little Ashamedly, I do not know the names of the guys in Whiteheart, so... I can't confirm that by looking at my book, but I think they have an actual band. That sounds right. I can't remember. Maybe it was our, our Striper episode. The guy who filled in for their bassist maybe was a Whiteheart guy and then ended up being like a big studio, CCM studio guy. So that sounds right. Sweet. Kylan, I'm very curious where you'll land on this. Being the resident wildcard of the show. I am very happy to predict a bop for this record. Yeah. I could see you bopping this. So, like I said, like the other four hymn records were staples of my childhood. Uh, like I said, my, my grandpa, my whole life, 
was always singing in quartets and trios and stuff. And I'm a sucker for a good harmony. So I, and I have, I, I think of the three, the three hosts, I think I have the most sort of love and nostalgia for like boys to men and new kids on the block and Gaither vocal band. Yes. And I think this is like a sort of synthesis of a lot yes. of those things. So yes I think I'm going to have a pretty good time. Well, oh, well, Josh, how long is this record? Did I write it down? I didn't write it down. It's 11 songs. I imagine it's got to be pretty economic. Um, I don't have the actual runtime, but I, I don't think it's too bad. I think it's within okay. acceptable Kylan limits. Okay, and I just I mean, confirmed that songs, I'm at least here for that. at least three members of Whiteheart did play on this. Oh, it's 50, 50 minutes, fifty minutes and thirty seconds. So oh, cool. a little longer than I was expecting. Oh yeah, it's longer than it feels. Says the man who listened <laughs> to it last week. All right, well, I'm, I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna go ahead and put my I'm gonna put my stamp on a bop for for him's the message. Perfect. I didn't realize that Colin, that you were into boys to men and stuff. So, oh yeah, dude, I told you I'm I'm the wild card. Like I just like Colin's into everything. <laughs> I, that's not true. I've had plenty of flops on this show. That's true. You you you'd think, but I'm here for the like for the tight harmonies, uh, for the vocal performances. I think that's all I'm really gonna get out of it, unless yeah, if 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 Whiteheart is playing on the record, I might I might have some. I'm hoping for at least one or two sweet sweet bass instances. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I think you all will be a little surprised at this being uh, more of a live uh, instrumentation feel than their previous stuff. So probably what Colin's heard before. Mm, okay, that's sweet. promising. All right. No, it's the message. Oh, it's not the promise. <laughs> Oh, I looked up the wrong record, guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. I think that's going to do it for us for our part A. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when we return, our fearless co-host, TJ Smith, will be back with us. And Eric, of course, as we deep dive into For Him's The Message. Hey, Jammers. Interrupting the show here to talk about our favorite sponsor ever, CollideRecords.com. For those of you that may not know, or if it's your first time listening to us, CollideRecords.com has been the greatest sponsor ever. They have vinyl, CDs, all of your physical media needs that you might have. A lot of stuff that we actually cover on this show. That's true. And you know what's even better is if you use our promo code, we have a promo purchase. code. You can get what percentage off? Twenty uh, percent off. Twenty. 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 Twenty percent. That's wild. Josh, what's that promo code? Hit him with it. Promo code is Church Jams Now, all one word, to get twenty percent off your first order at Collide Records. Uh, and I would recommend just going and checking out their new releases tab to see what they've mm-hmm. recently got in stock or mm-hmm. check out their pre-orders as well. They've always got some new cool stuff coming in as well. In addition to looking up all your old favorites of super hard to find CDs or very awesome pressings of vinyl. I mean, yeah. So fill out that back cool catalog, you know, and do it exactly a little, uh, little on the cheap. It's the way to go. So we'll say that one more time. CollideRecords.com, promo code CHURCHJAMSNOW for 20% off your first purchase. 
And let's get back to the show. Thank you. Welcome back to Church Gyms Now. Hope you enjoyed those ads as much as we enjoyed making them. In part A of this episode, we were we were missing what I feel is an integral part of the show. That was, of course, uh, more time with Eric. Eric, how's it going, man? Good. How are y'all? <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> we're so excited that you're back. But guys, we also have TJ back. He he was able to make it for the part B. Yeah. Were you waiting for me? Waiting for you. Yes. Yeah. I was waiting for him. Uh, yes. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Josh. The king and I were waiting. I now call Josh the king. <laughs> As you I've should. upgraded from beautiful producer to <laughs> the king. To the king. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, TJ, I'm so glad you're back. And since you didn't get to contribute to the conversation in part A, uh, I want to put you on the spot a little bit. On the spot. Talk about what is your experience with uh with for him and i want to know what you would have if you would have flopped or bopped this because eric also gave his predictions for each of us in part oh, interesting Ooh. which you won't you won't hear I until won't the episode know. goes yeah. live but <laughs> so exciting. i'm very curious yeah okay so tell me about it what what do you what's your experience what's your context with for him dude i hate to disappoint but um not a lot uh, for him was one of those bands that was, you know, definitely around a lot and, you know, was getting crazy radio play on, on the 94.9 KLTY and the, and the KCBY, the Christian radio stations, they were all over. But I, you know, at the point that I was aware of them, I was listening to more like the alt Christian stuff and it was, um, or or just like more folk stuff or whatever the case right. may be. So so they were they were around and in my orbit, you might say, but definitely not kind of core. Ever did you ever see them? I feel like they toured a lot of churches. I I don't think so. I feel like I would remember like if I had a, seen them. Yeah. I you're right. They I feel like they did do a, like a lot of church circuit tours, but um I don't, I don't think so. Um, but they're, yeah, they're definitely one of those, like, I kind of associate them as like a core, like radio band. They like really had that market cornered in a lot of ways that some of the other bands maybe around their time didn't. Yeah. But I, especially this record, I don't have a lot of context for, I was eight, I think when it came out and, um, I feel like it's definitely kind of before our time. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think uh, a lot of this was kind of coming to it for the first time, to be honest. So, cool. Yeah. So, prior to listening to the record, do you think you would have, like, just based on what you know about For Him, do you think you would have flopped or bopped it? I think I would have flopped it. Yeah. I TBH, think so too. Unfortunately. I, well. I think so too. Yeah. I think this is Sorry. like not, not your vibe. <laughs> no. No, but that's okay. I'm excited to be here, and and it was fun to dip into this album. And yeah, Eric, man. obviously, man, you're 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 a, a a big part of the CJN community, and so it's it's an honor to to have you on, man, and to get to to talk through this album with you. So I appreciate that. It's an honor to be on here with y'all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we Eric was worried that you didn't want to talk to him, TJ. So <laughs> no. I'm glad you cleared the air. <laughs> no, I couldn't wait for him. To have ah, this conversation. There you go. That's okay. what was missing from part A. Yeah. That's what we missed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We didn't have enough puns. 
Yes. We were missing I'm, we I'm were here missing you. to deliver. Good. Cool. Okay, so speaking of puns, guys, uh, I did not do it in part A. I, I, you know, usually I try to do a game when, uh, when, we have, when we have a guest. And I had a lot of stuff going on, and, and I didn't have a game prepared. But we've been talking uh, through the past week, and uh, I have enlisted Eric's help to curate a game. So we are actually going to be the game masters and Josh and TJ, we're going to pit y'all against each other for a game that I like to call for her. And (laughs) so this is either lyrics from a for him song or quotes from the Spike Jones movie, her. Yes. Oh, (laughs) I can't wait. All right. Okay. (laughs) Josh, TJ, are you familiar with this movie? Oh, yes. yes. Okay. It's been I a figured, long time okay. since I've seen it, but it's cool. been five years for me. Okay. So here we go. We're going to do five questions. Uh, me and Eric are, yeah, like I said, I, I enlisted his help to curate specific uh, quotes and lyrics. So we're going to alternate questions, and it's going to be up to you right. two. All right, here we go, guys. Question one of For Her. I'm sending you love. You're my friend to the end. Hmm. Her. Okay. That's a good, I, that's a shot in the dark, but that's, a, that's what I'm starting off with. Okay. Just, All right. Just to make it interesting, I'm going to say it's for him. Let's do it. All right. Guys, who was right? It was Josh. That is definitely a quote oh. from her. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> nice. All right. So, good, Eric, good guess. can you read question two? All right. Question two. The quote is, I can feel the fear that you carry around, and I wish there was something I could do to help you let go. Mm-hmm. For him. Okay. See, I think that's her. Perfect. We'll just okay. swap back and forth here for you. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah, Which yeah. means you might be killing it on this game show. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> TJ, you got that one right. Oh, that is sweet. definitely a quote from her. <laughs> cool. One and one. Is that, is that yeah. ScarJo? That sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I think so. The, I think so. Okay, cool. Yeah, that that feels. Wait, that was her. That wasn't a real robot. It wasn't. Yeah, no. oh. it was an actor. Oh, yeah. I thought you didn't know it was. A, yeah. I thought that was a documentary. They were yeah, testing was. AI at that time. Oh, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm not fully convinced that Scarlett Johansson isn't AI. <laughs> that's a good uh, point too. <laughs> that, that you got an angle yeah. there, man. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. <laughs> uh, question number three. So nature has its needs. That's a lesson learned. Ooh, that's a good one. I know. Eric Eric and I pulled some like pretty good uh yeah. pretty good I'm ones. Going so far this is tough. Her. Okay, Josh is going her. Because we're a point apiece, I'm also going to go her. Ooh. <laughs> you both missed on that one. Oh. It's, from, it, it's from for future generations. Wow. Oh, <laughs> Damn. I guess they weren't talking about our generations. <laughs> nope. We yeah. didn't know. so yeah all right you guys are are still tied one to one all right here we go question number four love finds you love brings you to me is that from a for him song or is it from the movie her i'll go for him okay yeah i think that's for him okay it could also very well be her this is such good (laughs) question i know right i know (laughs) y'all nailed it that is uh from love finds you by for him Hey, All right. So you guys are still tied. Still All tied, right. Josh. <laughs> two to two. Great. We just, okay. If we just join together, we can 
coast to victory hand, <laughs> arm in arm. That's, That's right. true. Okay, here we go. Last question, guys. Sometimes I think I have felt everything I'm ever going to feel. I mean, that's her for sure. That's her. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. I really think it is. You guys are both settling on her. Sounds mm-hmm. like a walking phoenix. Well, you guys are both right. So <laughs> hey, we did it. Uh, Look at we that. did it. We Kyle and Eric to tried to pit us against each other, but you know what? <laughs> Cooperation won out. Yes. Yeah. Right? Y'all, y'all are like two peas in a pod. You're of a like mind. You guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just care for him. Kylan. Ah, well, I care for her, so. Yep. <laughs> I care for the game both of y'all curated for us. Yeah, that was Getty. so good. Applause all around. We're, those were all really good, I felt. Like, those those, that really felt good. pretty hard, and I feel yeah. like y'all only did as well as you did because you were completely guessing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah, that was probably true. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, enough silliness. Are we ready to deep dive into the message? Let's do it. You yes. know what? I'm done wasting all this time. I'm ready <laughs> to lay it all on the line. Lay it Ooh. on the line. There we go. Track number nice. one, lay it on the line. Man, I wanted that. I wanted it to hit so much harder. I know. When it like like there's that giant swell, and I was like, oh, "Okay, here we go, here we go." And then like, it's we're just bringing like, it down. Yeah, but I will say this production is like really slick. It's nice, and of course, the first of many, many, many through this entire record, sweet, sweet bass, y'all. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of it on here. The bass on this record was the MVP, in my opinion. Mm, nice. It, it was it was very, very, very good. The way they started it out with, like, it's very 90s. It's got, like, the 90s drums and then, like, the acoustic sound. It And, like, with the harmonies, it reminded me a lot of Jars of Clay. Like, yes. that first record that we covered. I was getting a lot of yeah. self-titled Jars vibes. Mm-hmm. Just briefly at the very beginning. I feel like since this was kind of after Jesus Freak and self-titled Jars of Clay album came out, that they were kind of reaching a little bit for that. That you know, I think that so. Sound. Bit of edge. I got, yeah. I got totally. I definitely got a lot of that feeling throughout. It was like, oh, this feels like it could work for DC Talk. Like it could be. Mm-hmm. This could be like a Kevin Max song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I will say though, my big problem with this song and ends up being kind of a big thing with with a lot of of the songs on the record is dynamics mm. right like it's almost like uh the kind of uh peter furler newsboys thing uh on step up to the microphone of like it doesn't feel like the songs have a ton of rise and fall like once they get going right. it's just kind of like that like all the way through same you know what i mean it's like yeah, yeah. i think i wanted something to like hit a little yeah. bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. I definitely get what you're saying for this song. I think a lot of the other songs have more of it, but I did notice this one is kind of, once it gets to that level, it kind of stays there. Yeah. But all that to say, I did really like this song. I thought this was a great starting track, and I'm still figuring it out, but this is a contender for my favorite song on the record. Your favorite song? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. So it's a contender for I, mine I as well. Do, I fully admit that it is not at the same dynamic level as, I, at least I think the other ones are. I still enjoy it. Mm. Yeah. 
What about you, Eric? What do you have to say about this yeah. song? What do you think? You want to tell us how wrong we are about all of this? <laughs> no, I, I feel like as far as the dynamics, like I feel like the the background vocals are doing so much that it it adds an element of you know dynamic yeah. to it that might be missing in the production. Right. I think it's it's a pretty good song. I like that you can tell that right out the gate that they're focusing on more of a band sound mm-hmm. and right yeah uh, yeah for sure. Or if I said this in the first part or not, but it is three members of Whiteheart that are playing in their band, so mm-hmm. I think that was a. Dude, the Pretty music, the music is slick. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's good. And I will say, I I don't know if I was, I don't know, I don't know if unprepared is the is, is the right word, but I was pleasantly surprised by like how organic the vocals sounded. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like I I think I kind of anticipated since since those harmonies are like so tight. I think it, it might be like the way that they were mixed. It definitely feels like they they took some things from like Jars of Clay and DC Talk and some of these like alternative bands mm-hmm. in in the way that the vocals were mixed, and it felt like pretty live. Like you thought it was going to be really like overproduced, and I thought like maybe like super compressed and like right. yeah, just like kind of right there. But yeah, you do because mm-hmm. you do get a lot of of dynamics. Within the vocal performances, mm-hmm. which I think obviously mm-hmm. is like the highlight, you know, sort of the focus of the group. But yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by that. No, I love the little vocal backup lines that they add in the choruses of like wasting your time and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is very like good I don't flavor. Know. Yeah. I feel like nothing has ever sung the same way twice. Like even every time they hit, you know, a second right. chorus or something, the background vocals are doing something different. Yeah, or the lead vocal, you know, switches up the melody a little bit, right. and They're not just comping them. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, yeah, well, I feel like they do a good job of like of like feeling each other out and kind of mm-hmm. and kind of giving that because because the production of this all sounds like really full too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, great production. But I will say, I think towards the the latter half of the record, I feel like they tend to rely a little more on like synth pads to fill it out. Whereas here it really hit me that like, Oh, those vocals are like really filling out that mix. Mm, mm-hmm. Is at two forty five? there's like a, the bass does, is it like the law and order sound? <laughs> oh, like, I don't like, know. Listen, is it, is okay, it from law here. and order that this sound is? Oh, is, it that, is that not Law and Order? <laughs> it really is. Oh my god, I did not catch that. Oh, wow. oh that's so good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gets. This is this is my favorite song on the record. What a that, great! That solidified it. <laughs> oh my god, that's Thank so you for good. Calling my attention to that. Yep. Oh, it totally does. That's incredible. That's so good. <laughs> that's so good. See, this is why we keep you around, Josh. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to this song for 25 years and I'll never hear it the same <laughs> way again. You will not. <laughs> You're welcome. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, totally. Yes. Uh, oh, that's so good. Amazing. Uh, sweet. <laughs> All right, guys. Do we have anything else for Laid on the Line? No. I've laid it on the line. I've made up my mind. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, let's see what the measure of a man is with track two, Measure of a Man.
I will say this is the most streamed song on the record by far. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was on Wow 1998, which is the one with the artwork that we based our show artwork off of, the red yeah. one. Yeah. So I'm sure I've heard it. It kind of rang a bell for me, but I, I like Same. nothing came to mind. Like I wasn't able to like sing lyrics, but it just had, and I think just like that familiar 90 CCM feeling. Like it reminded me of yes. like okay production and chord changes of like a lot of Stephen Curtis Chapman stuff. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so guys, you know I have not been to church since. 2012 but we were listening to this in the car this morning so like we got up early came over to the new house we're driving and i put this on and i was like back i got the exact same feeling (laughs) of like being a kid and going to church (laughs) like because this music is so familiar yes Mm -hmm. josh like you were saying like just everything about the production the way that the band sounds the key change, everything. I was just like, I feel like I'm driving to like First Baptist Bentonville, you know, like, and I'm just oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I have a coffee in my hand. I'm just like, oh, this is wild. <laughs> oh, my shirt's not tucked in. Better, better take care of that. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. Yeah, this one was. It definitely made made the rounds on on radio, and might have even been one of those that my local church in small town Texas, like. There was probably like the music minister was like, I'm going to sing this right. for the service, you know, like definitely that that feels so like this song feels so familiar that I've I've even heard other people sing. Like, right. I can, it as I can a picture special. someone else's vocals. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Special vocal performance. Totally. Um, <laughs> this was the one that I remembered. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of sense memory around this one for sure. Like I'm I'm in my mom's Honda, Honda Odyssey. Right. And we're rolling to church, you know, <laughs> but it's great. Like. The, the production, again, is super solid. It yeah, feels, the organ is so good. The organ is awesome. This, this was kind of the, the, the mental exercise that I had to go through through this listen was trying to divorce this sound from, like, the shitty version that I had heard in, like, small yes, churches. <laughs> you yes, know what I mean? Because, like, every small that. church like tried to do this and -hmm. just like, you know, the sound mix in like a concrete building is like totally different. The singers might be, you know, not as talented. And so, yeah. So it was like, okay, this is so familiar to me, but like, let me take this for what it is, you know, which I mean, that's like, that's like the whole point of this show, you know, but uh, it was a, it was a much tougher exercise <laughs> on this album than any that we've covered thus well, far. Well, because I feel like this was so mm. much of the Because this was the sound. Well, and like with 90s, like I feel like imitating, doing the for him thing is a lot easier for churches because you can just play a track and it's easy to have a couple talented vocalists as opposed to like a talented band. So I feel right. like it's much easier to try to replicate that. So that's why we saw it not done as much. great effect so many right. times though. Yeah. Right. For sure. When I was in high school, we definitely uh, sang the basics of life uh, to oh, yeah. a to a track, nice. you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this uh, this album had five number one singles on it, from what I heard one of the guys oh, say, wow. and this wow. was probably one of the bigger ones. Had, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's why this probably sounds like the sound of yeah, CCM yeah. radio. Yeah. 
right? And then just and then just church music, yeah. In this right. time, you know, yeah. Which I still do to a certain extent prefer over the kind of Hillsong like droning seven minute song. This is at yeah. least like it's very like gospel inspired, you know. Well, yeah. There's a, I didn't mention on the first one, but there's starting at the first song and throughout the whole record. There's a lot of weird chords in here. They borrow mm. a lot of chords. Mm-hmm. They're crazy doing, weird chords. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Whereas like everything you hear now is a four one five six kind of thing. Whereas yeah, there's like right. there's minor chords and then there's just like weird borrowed chords. And we haven't got to the <laughs> weirdest yet on this record. But like <laughs> oh boy. there's a lot of that just like perks your ear up and you're like, oh, that was not a choice I would have like seen coming. And that kind of pulls you back in. And I don't know for right. me, I didn't like sit down and try to figure. I didn't figure it out. But I like. I was like, I don't know what they're doing there, but it it's cool. Yeah, there was just so much more freedom with the Christian music being put out in the '90s than I know. Than now, like it's not that Hillsong probably couldn't do weird things. It's that the people you know pulling the strings are probably you know yeah yeah yeah. Let's keep not. it simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, we talked about that a lot. I think we talked about that on the Supernatural episode with Josh to just like that weird X Files minory kind of song, and you're like that would never show up on the new Corey Asbury record or like right. the new uh, <laughs> Stephanie Gretzinger or something like that. Like just not the mm-hmm. kind of weird off kilter stuff that you put out these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was unfortunate. I know. I know. It, yeah, I was like, it did make me pretty, pretty nostalgic in a way that like something I, I hadn't even necessarily come to terms with in turn in like, because this music is like so familiar to me, but like mm. listening to it kind of removed and like thinking about the music theory of it is just like, yeah, this is just wild and all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you guys think about the lyrics on this one? I wrote these lyrics are weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if TJ was going to be here, but I said, if TJ were here, I think he would dig the message of this song. I do. <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. right. I think overall, like, I like what it's saying. Yeah. And especially, I, like, I can totally appreciate this song as a component of its time. You right. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's late 90s, mid 90s. Like, capitalism hasn't hit late stage yet. We're still, like, kind of in the boom. Right. And, like, it's all about being nice and neat and clean and productivity and all this stuff. And, and so that value being maybe like really overwhelming or like intimidating for a lot of people. I could see how this song would speak to a lot of people and be like, Hey, like, it's okay. Like it doesn't matter how wealthy or intelligent you are having understanding from an outside force that you're worthy. And that's just implicit. Right. I like that idea. So also, but the way that they present it, like in the verses, if you just read me the lyrics of this song and ask me, if Peter Furler wrote the <laughs> lyrics to this song, if this was a newsboy song, I'd be like, "Yeah, I get that's. I think it's a newsboy song. Like, mm-hmm. really? I've... the The world can analyze and size you up and throw you on the scales. They can IQ you and run you through the rigorous details. Like it, yeah. That it okay, just that, that could be, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, feels, the rhyme and rhythm scheme. It feels very newsboys. Uh huh. Which at the at that time though that's not a bad thing to be uh, right you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. things in common with that newsboys yeah for sure yeah to be in the conversation now I want to hear the newsboys version of this right like I, <laughs> I like, can I can hear bouncy. it in my head yeah yeah it's, yeah yeah it's it's faster it's like like the like analyze delivery. and size yeah, you, you up. right <laughs> it's like, place you on the charts 
They Back it up with scientific smarts. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I can totally, yes, I can totally see this as a Newsboy song. Okay, so is that my next project? Am I going to re-record Measure <laughs> Measure of a Man, but measure do it in Newsboy style? Yeah, do it. but Newsboys. <laughs> do it. Um, I want to talk about the key change, too. Let's do it. Because, okay, we talked about in part A just how, how for him is, like, it's it's such a vocal thing more than anything else. And And to go back to my note from the first song, how organic the vocal performances sound. The key change was so unexpected for me because it felt like the way that he delivered the vocal performance felt like, like not that he was struggling, like, like, you know, it didn't sound pitchy, like it sounded great, but it sounded like he was at the top of his range and then they take it like a step higher. Even further, And yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> wow, he can go higher. Like, is it, it felt like that kind of like, uh, you know, to get a little uh, singery with it, like it, it felt like I could, I could hear a little bit of like strain in his throat. Like he's not, he's not going full from the diaphragm uh, in there, and it gives it that kind of, you know, which is is typically more of like a rock technique than typical vocalist of this style technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he he somehow, I think, then he started to pull from the diaphragm into that key change. And I thought that was like. And that was like really impressive to me. Yeah, it feels really strong when that key change yeah. hits. Like there's a lot of energy in it, musically and vocally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, I was listening to a podcast with um, with Andy, and he was talking about Truth, the the group that they came from. And from what it sounded like is that this is four four guys and four girls and a band that's. It's almost like it's a traveling uh, music competition. Like you could be replaced at any time. Oh, wow. If, you know, if you were off and, you know, they had, it, it sounded like a high stress thing. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I think that it pushed, like, the things that almost seem kind of acrobatic about their vocals mm. at times feels like a product of this kind of. Going you know, through the crucible. Be, yeah, be able to do anything <laughs> with your voice at, at any time, you know. Wow, kind of, of a hat. Yeah. That was the impression I got. Yeah, Man. yeah. Oof. That's so funny because, like, the messaging in the song is the opposite, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's okay. Like, if you can't do the right. key change, that, well, I, you know that's what? not it's the measure probably, of the man. It, it might be in response to that. You know what I right. mean? <laughs> like, right. Like, yeah. he, can, he, yeah. can, he can speak to that, like, truthfully. Totally. Yeah. Like yeah, from experience. That's some, that's some fun uh, made up canon head canon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> Pretend we're all subtext. about here. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, we like to make our own narratives uh, <laughs> for albums. Yep. All right, guys. Do we have anything else for for Measure of a Man? I think we're doing we're we're going in classic CJN fashion, in which we're talking about the first couple songs, we're like, loading the uh, episode. Uh, yeah, we're yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll save some things. I'll save some things. We'll okay, go. cool. Yeah. Well, we ready to move on to the next song. Yep, I'm yep. ready. Perfect. Let's move on to track number three, Land of Mercy. This song is so weird. All right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> This might actually be my favorite. Is it? I could see this. I know. I know. I do this all the time, but like, I always talk about YouTube comparisons. But the guitar in the song is very mysterious ways 
on Octung Baby. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then there's mm-hmm. a sitar. A sitar. Yeah, a sitar. Okay. <laughs> like the Beatles, like yeah. Uh, okay. No. All okay, right. Cool. Guys. <laughs> why not? You, okay. So part of the reason why I think this might be my favorite song uh, is because musically, and especially that intro. Yeah. Sounds like it's from Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like it's the, totally. It's got like an island groove. Yeah, with that bass, like the bendy and then, bass, like. Boom. And then the weird sitar, like I could totally hear this on like a like a 16-bit version on like yeah. a Super Nintendo Donkey Kong game. And then that one guitar yep. is doing the whole chromatic theme. <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah, exactly. Song. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, what's it's, that? It's what's that? Whoop 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 sound that pans across. Like that oh, just yeah. felt like that was like that it was wild. brought me back somewhere, but I couldn't place what it was. To Donkey Kong Country, this is, that, is like yeah. the menu. This feels yeah. like the menu. You're gonna <laughs> press cave. start. Well, and, like, the cave level has those, like, weird woo-woo kind of sounds like you're talking about, Josh. I feel like that's that's what it took me to. Okay. Like, with the drip, there's the stalactites and the crocodiles and, like, everything's dripping. <laughs> that's, that's that's what it takes me I to. Never, I never played it, but it as a 90s kid, I still, like, get taken there somewhere. So, yeah, I think you're... You're bringing it back around. Yep. Eric, how do you feel about my Donkey Kong comparison? <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it, do we ruin another song? Do we ruin because, another oh, for no. him song for you? I, I come into these, even when I listen to an episode, expecting to never hear it the same way again. So, <laughs> you know, for better or for worse. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I like this one. It's, it's weird, but I kind of love it for that. Kind of like you're saying, Kylan, like it's like the the adopted kid you know like and and it's so much better for that in my opinion like it sticks out and especially what is this track three yeah to be that high up in the track list like and for it to be so strange (laughs) i kind of like the confidence it's like a power move right you know i I think this was one of the number one singles too if i'm not mistaken all right awesome the 90s were ready for it yeah yeah I think Kirk singing lead. I think he's my favorite like single vocalist. That was mm. going to be what I asked yeah. you literally next. So. Cool yeah. <laughs> way to be. I feel like he's he's got a very unique kind of voice. Yeah, there's a lot of swagger and a lot of soul in it. Like yeah, he almost has like a Ronnie Dunn kind of sound. Hmm. I was always I was perpetually surprised by the chorus in this song. They don't do any kind of lead in. It just like yeah, it just drops verse, 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 boom, there's a chorus. Like yep. surprise. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. Like I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. yeah, okay. This is definitely my favorite song on the record. Oh, all right. I think I think it's mine too. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's just like 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 every every decision. Yeah, and that like is gospel like, like drum and vocals. Right. Thing. Like and the drums are so good. The yeah. bass like, is going to town on the chorus yeah. too. Yeah, I think this is my favorite song. It just, I I was consistently surprised by this song. <laughs> yes, it will definitely do that to you. <laughs> and like, what's not to love about that uh, idea? Love is free. I'm living in the land of mercy. That's great. Yeah. Who's going to be mad about that? You know? <laughs> like, the verses are really weird. I did really like the chorus. When the chorus kicks in, I was like, okay, yeah, here we are. Like, this is good. Mm. Where the verses threw me off a little bit. But I do appreciate how weird they are and just like kind of going for it like in classic 90s fashion so i really do love the outro gang vocal jam and they honestly could have done it a little bit longer for me i could have i was like i could have entertained that a little bit longer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
It makes me want to make one of those youth crew hardcore shirts that, you know, says love is free with like the live picture. Oh yeah. You know, shot <laughs> <young>. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I made a Rich Mullins one like that, that I wore to Furnace Fest. Oh, that's so <laughs> oh did nice. you make that Rich Mullins? Yeah. Shirt? Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Great. One of my friends actually uh, saw it on Twitter and he DM'd me it. He's like, man, I need a Rich Mullins shirt. I was like, yeah, you do. Also, <laughs> that guy's gonna be on, on our podcast. <laughs> nice. That's, <good. laughs> That's so good. That's awesome. That's so good. Eric, how do you feel about this song? And have we reached your favorite song yet? Oh yeah, I have not reached my favorite okay. song yet. Cool. Yeah, I, I feel like it's this is just great to have a little bit of a curveball. I think you know, for yeah. the right. measure of a man, it's kind of you know, maybe the most like stereotypical radio. CCM song on here, at least in the first half. Yep. Um, so to throw Land of Mercy in there, uh, even at, at track three, is, I think that's a pretty yeah. good move. Well, and especially yes. like knowing you're putting that between probably our big single and the title track, which is probably going to draw a lot of attention as well. So like, we're going to put this real mm. weird song right between them so people yeah. have to listen to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it goes number one. Apparently. Yeah. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love that. The best. That's so good. All right. Well, guys, let's move on to track number four, The Message. Well, uh, uh, wait, but, but before we do that, it is also wild to me, though, like looking at the streaming numbers on this record, like just the discrepancy of like Measure of a Man at like almost uh, 500,000 streams to land of mercy which has 60,000 to the message which has 189,000 mm. <laughs> it's just like interesting oh, man. Man. Huh. why are people hmm. skipping land of mercy they shouldn't hmm. they are shouldn't all right Don't here's track them. four the message a lot of 90s country vibes on this for one. sure mm-hmm. a little bit of that like almost like bon jovi wanted dead or alive kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this was really a combo of like everything i was into the r&b 90s yeah, 90s yeah. country 90s nice. ccm yeah yeah that the the, the roads with the 12 string acoustic combo mm-hmm. is just like classic yep. and i need that to come back I know. I kind of do. Like, I kind of yeah. really love it. No, I'm here. It for felt it. really cheesy for a long time, but I think it's But I so feel good. like we, like, as a culture, like, musically, we just, like, went to the other extreme of just, like, no roads, no right. yeah, 12 yeah. string guitar. Yeah. No, no 12, 12 strings. strings. 12 There's no like, right. 12 strings. Let's bring it back a little bit. Yeah. All things in moderation, right? Yeah. <laughs> do a little more. Yep. All right, guys. I want to ask did the first, the first, chord in the chorus to me is so weird did it throw anyone else off it was like not at all what i expected hold on i'm gonna let me find where that is Yeah, it maybe go... it's not the chord, but it's 
the organ or something is doing something real weird in yeah, it. Yeah, there's that's like causing a, yeah, some like it's jazzy it, like, musically. Like, yeah, you should expect it to go back to the one. Right, yeah, but it's, like, yeah, it's not, right there. It should have really gone big, so no. dough, and instead it goes like so. Something's doing some weird, like some inner. Yeah. There's like an eleven. That's like yeah, a, yeah. yeah, it's like some or weird in there. interval that's causing a lot of tension that does like get resolved and does pay off. But it's like I, no, I didn't yeah. not yes. like it. But I was just like baffled. I was like, this is a big move for like this is the chorus of our title track, and we're gonna do this real weird chord to start the mm-hmm. chorus. I was just. In awe, yeah, baffled is a great word for it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't not like it, yeah. but I was like, it was definitely the most right. like interesting chordal choice I feel like I've encountered on this show. Right, mm-hmm. and then later, yeah, it was then later quite they a do weird like left turn. Yeah, it was, and then they do they do a key change again in this song. The way that they the chord they used to like go into the key change, like I feel like at that part when that happened, it's even more like what is going on here, guys. Not in a way that I was like, not uh, not for. I was just confused and extremely curious. Right. Like, why did yeah, you guys do I feel this? Like part of it, I feel like part of it's the bass line. Like the bass doesn't go to that one yeah, or whatever you're expecting. The other mm-hmm. chords move, but the bass stays. Mm-hmm. That's very strange, but it's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like, it is, like you yeah, said, Josh. Just, like, I don't hate it. It's just very weird. It's unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, it just it feels it feels like a music nerd thing to do, like a jazz music nerd. Totally. Thing I'm surprised to do. it got away with I'm it. Like, <laughs> I'm surprised the studio wasn't <laughs> yes. like the label Made wasn't like, through. guys, no, just do a regular one. Go to the go to the tonic and like anyone else would, but they let them do it. Yeah, probably because they heard it and they were like, it sounds great. Yeah. We don't understand it, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no one else is doing uh, they it. They had also had three massive songs by this point, so they were probably allowed to have a little more freedom than, you know, totally. another artist was. Yeah, like, it's, it's one trust. of those things, it's like, to me, I'm like, it feels like when they were jamming it, someone in the band went to the wrong chord, and then they're like, wait, let's try that. Like, that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No one yeah. would have thought work. to do that on their own, but they're like, oh, let's Let's do that accident. That what's might actually the, work. What's right? the Brian Wilson quote about like play a wrong note four times and it's just oh, yeah. part of the song? Like <laughs> that's so good. Eric, how do you feel about this song? This is the this is the title track. Um I, I like hearing it, you know, through your all's ears in a sense, because um, you know, being not a musician, I've and having heard this album since I was like thirteen years old and had no concept of anything beyond melodies like i i totally you know miss the the weirdness of the the chords at the beginning and stuff because that's cool though because it was just normal to yeah. you yeah. yeah yeah so it worked yeah yeah I, right like, like land of mercy and um sacred hideaway like those songs sound weird to me even now but that that one just sounds like a, a real basic ccm pop right. song yeah, yeah, and I think I think that that was you know I'm 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 curious about Josh and TJ's approach to listening to this record because I I did you know that that was the big thing for me of trying to separate that of like oh yeah this is just like very standard CCM to like mm-hmm. really think about that is the weirdest chord choice 
for this moment. That is like the weirdest mm-hmm. time to do this. Like, yeah. And so, like, when you really dig into that, it's pretty fascinating. <laughs> yeah. It There's is. a lot going on, like, behind the voices that we've agreed are kind of the right. main, like, the the protagonist, if you will, or, like, the hero of of the record. But, like, the fact that it is supported by all this really interesting musicianship speaks to the quality of the album. It feels like the kids' movies that have, you know, like, a couple adult jokes thrown in, you know? Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, really yeah. big themes that they, like, stick yeah. a landing on, and it, like, yeah. actually hits, like, it yeah. resonates no matter how old you are. Like, a like a good Pixar film where yeah. you're, you're right. crying, and your seven-year-old kid is also, like, bawling, and you're like, whoa! Right. <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> so or, or, or it's, like, like, having Michael Caine in your movie. Right, <laughs> like, like not as the lead, but like you just know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like he's just down, and he, it's just gonna make it better. Oh yeah, yeah. the The band definitely has like real, real Michael Caine, vibes. Michael Caine vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you want to do is get a cookie and eat the cookie, <laughs> and then get a bit of a tomato. Oh, I lost it. I lost and it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you were there. You were there. I was there. You, the you did have it. You did have it. Yeah. So for Come me cookie, to, to get in, to get into, <laughs> to get into Michael Caine impression. Um, <laughs> yeah. What do you use? My, the weirdest Put thing. It's not, point. it's okay. My, it's the weirdest thing. It's, I say, hello, it's me. C-Free-P-O. <laughs> I don't know where that came about or why that happened, but you say free instead of three. And when you say, when I say it's me, C free PO. Change the TH to an F. Then I can get into the Michael Caine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're really there. And then, and then you're, you're really. I can hear it. I can really hear it. it. Yes. <laughs> so, so Go that's the, the message. Stay for the microphone. of this podcast. The message of this podcast is, is the band of it's this me, record. See, free Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll just do that in my car. I'll just, I'll, I'll just. It's me. See, free PO. <laughs> it's all have paying a off because you have a podcast. Like yeah. that, that justifies any weird thing you do. As long as you do it on the podcast, you're like, it yeah, exactly. For that, exactly, like, it, exactly. Yeah. It's okay. That's, that's my whole existence. All right, yep. guys, let's move on to track number five. I do want to mention there's some oh. accordion at the end, which is cool. oh, there is the there's accordion, accordion is there. nice. Yeah, I agree, Josh. I, they bring I, out a lot of interesting stuff that. here. Yeah, Michael Caine came with his accordion and <laughs> <laughs> sweet. All right, let's move on to track number five, "The King and I." This is where I put my note for the song, but I think it holds true to the rest of the record that I think they do a good job sonically differentiating each song. There's yes. a mm-hmm. lot of different yeah. musical elements that are unique to each song. They're not just recycling the same sound. So it's like every song, especially as a vocal group, I feel like it's important to like one have dynamics so the songs sound different and like flow, but like to where this each song sounds a little different and like there's different 
textures and one song yep. sounds like Donkey King Country, Donkey Kong Country <laughs> and Donkey the King and I Country. <laughs> the, Donkey, King. <laughs> the King and I Country, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then other like uh, there's other weird stuff on here on this one and then uh, throughout the rest of the record, but I thought that was a, a strength of For this sure. record. Yeah, this one's got a yeah. really rad synth. Yeah, it's pretty Specifically cool. Specifically at 125 that like kind of it's almost like a solo. It's mm-hmm. not like quite a solo. Yep. But it's like it's a weird little a synth line is like rad as hell, dude. I was going to say that. That's probably why this is my favorite song on the album. Oh, oh. there it is. I, nice. lo- I love I love synth. Yeah. This. Yeah. No, honestly. That, because I thought it was a saxophone at first. Oh, like whoa, the tone really? of it is really interesting. Yeah. Wait, which part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a guitar. This right here. That's a guitar, man. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, That's no because listen. No, That's no, be because a weird like saw synth kind of thing. Yeah, because uh, listen to it when it hits that high note. Woo! Yeah, is like super synthy. Oh man, are we gonna have an argument about this? Oh, I we hope are. so. That's a, that's a that's a with a key with synth. the mod bar like it's got yes. the sure like yeah. the modulator the pitch bending wheel thing. Yep, exactly. I've never know, I've never been able to figure out what that is exactly. I just always knew that I loved it. Well, now you we know, Eric. We don't know well. either. Yeah, <laughs> I'm holding my ground. It could definitely you're, be a synth, but I think it has some electric guitar qualities. It's heavily affected, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. All right, hold on, I'm going to listen to it one more time. Eric, check the credits, bro. Oh, shoot. Okay, Josh, you may have, I, I may be going over to Josh's side on this. That may Come be a guitar. Come over to the King and I side. <laughs> That may be a guitar. But listen, if it is guitar, it is so technically like locked in, like because it feels like it's happening yeah. like on a in some kind of locked in like poly system. You know, like mm. it doesn't feel like there's notes between notes. Where I feel like a lot of times when you're bending a note on a guitar, like there's like all the notes between the notes. You know, right. yeah. Sorry, there's electric guitar and synthesizer on it, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and also some so, cello apparently, which I have oh nice. Missed. Oh man, okay. I don't know. It might be a guitar with like like a low pass filter on it. Yeah. It's got or a like like a wah. Like a wah turned like uh-huh. all the way down. I don't know. When it goes up, it's, it it's sounds that, so much like a synth. It does, but it's that but bend the at the trails end, off. That, yeah, yeah, the way it does yeah. that. very guitar. Yeah, very I think that might be a guitar. <sighs> Dang! I kind of want so this to be one of those things that we never figured out. The we never figured <laughs> right. out. Yeah, though. yeah, like I, yeah, I, yeah. Regardless, I love this song because, and it was a contender for my favorite because it it has like a a very Phil Collins kind of feeling, mm-hmm. and I'm like a sucker for a No Jacket Required era. Yeah, yeah, so and kind of like Peter Gabriel, like so. Yep. you know, like it's 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 in that wheelhouse for sure. So I love this song. I might even be changing. Oh, mm. I, I don't know. I'm I'm very on the fence. Okay. This whole episode. Well, I'm very, okay, like, well, well, let's have uh, wibbly, Eric, wobbly. Eric. I want to ask you for maybe a couple more reasons why this is your favorite song. It might convince yeah, TJ to. Yeah, join you me. could bring me over to your to the guitar side. Aside from the synth or guitar or whatever that that is, um, 
I really like, I guess, is it the pre-chorus where he's saying, so I set my course for the path of faith. And mm-hmm. uh, my six-year-old calls certain parts of songs satisfying. And that's <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's nice. the best that. way yeah. I know to describe that, that part. It just feels satisfying and kind of, you all are the musicians, but it, does it maybe go like minor chord there or something? Yeah, it's definitely got kind yeah. of a darker. Yeah, I just, I just like the, the feel of it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like some tension in there, and then it like... And then the, when he gets the really high uh, in his kingdom parts at the, at the yeah. end. It opens up. Yeah. Yeah. And that bass is so good. Like Ah, some more walking bass. Yeah. yeah. I wrote the bass player is really earning his keep on this record. <laughs> like, <laughs> he had a bad performance last week and almost got booted, so he's like, "I gotta show up this yeah, week." Right yeah. up. I, I better kick me out of truth. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. That's no, so funny. Yeah, I was like, honestly, this chorus is pretty good. Oh, yeah, and then the, good. I did like how the piano locked in with the vocal melody. Like that was a fun, mm-hmm. fun part in like the verses. Mm-hmm. Can you play? I wrote down. It's been a while. Uh, can you go to 317? I wrote yes. about the piano part at 317. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh. That's very good. Yeah. Well, so short, but so yeah, right. So nice. Well, what I love about it is like, like you expect the way the vocal performance is going, you expect it to hit like, like right away at like 308. Mm-hmm. But it, it like extends for like an extra bar for that yep. little like piano trill. Again, those unexpected moments of musicianship that just kind of like catch you off guard, but in a pleasant way, in a satisfying way. <laughs> like you said, Eric. Yeah. Yeah, like that where I belong, that's at like three fourteen, like right when that ends, like mm-hmm. you expect it to hit right into the chorus. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did expect going into this of like you gotta a group of four very talented singers. I feel I felt like the music was just going to be like the basics of life, just, yeah, just basic chords. So that yeah, just the chords, just nothing fancy, vanilla, so that the vocalist can shine. But that was pleasantly surprised that there's a lot of weird, interesting, and cool stuff happening mm-hmm. musically mm-hmm. on this record. Yeah, yeah. For I'm gonna sure. call it gospel chops. I'm gonna say these yeah, are some gospel for chops sure. right here for sure, and in the best way, in an amazing way. It's wild that this only has 32,000 streams compared to the message and measure of a man. Also 32,000 yeah. like that's not much. Like the disparity of 90s or or just CCM in on streaming mm-hmm. is fascinating to me and I don't yeah. know why it's not that, like these songs don't have it's, more streams. It's it's the third least streamed. The least is a lot like you and then window with a view and then the king and I. Which is wild, because those are all some of the more interesting ones. Well, now that it's got the mm-hmm. Eric McClanahan favorite song stamp of approval, <laughs> expect yeah. those streams to go That's through right. the roof. We can hope. Do it. We can only Listen hope. to it. Daniel X right. so excited. He's like, You heard finally. it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Let's move on to track number six, Center of the Mark. The center of the mark. More like center of the mark, Harris. 
<laughs> oh, also center of the album. Mm. Oh, yes, you're correct. Was that on purpose? I hope so. Yeah, probably that's wasn't cool. on accident. Uh, Eric is showing his. What is this, Eric? Oh, look at that. Explain uh, to the class what you've brought today <laughs> for show and tell. Yeah, tell us about it. Uh, to love God, love people. That's the center of the mark shirt. Nice. With a nice. heart as the center of a bullseye. That's from Four Hymns the Message Tour. Oh, that's nice. so rad. That's so was cool. that 96, 97? Uh, one of those. It was my first CCM concert. And you still Amazing. have shirt? Yeah. Man, risk still have the shirt. So cool. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that is incredible. So rad. Guys, can we just all agree that, like... Bows and arrows are like cool as shit, and we should use more of that imagery. <laughs> more, in more music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it just makes so much sense, and I feel like yeah, I haven't heard a good bow and arrow song in a while. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's really it's like, enough. have you seen that thing that's like been going around about how like all guys think about the Roman Empire or whatever? Yeah, and I don't like, understand it. <laughs> I don't either. I don't think about the Roman Empire ever, but I do think about bows and arrows. <laughs> that's your version of the roman empire yes (laughs) yep man speaking of that i want to say like i said i didn't have any songs that i like heard and i was like i know this song for sure but Mm. for some reason when they sang in the chorus shoot straight for the heart like that shot me in the heart like took me back to some place in my childhood where i was like i like couldn't like picture i was like I don't know where I am, but I've been here before kind of situation. <laughs> like, just when that line hit, like, I was like, whoa. Like, it took me back. And it was Unlocked crazy. Unlocked core memory. It did, but like, it wasn't enough for me to place, like, but still oh, fuzzy. Right? Know, yeah, but still fuzzy. But it just, like, yeah, it literally did shoot straight for the heart with me. So cool. Mm. Besides that, like, this song's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm... Honestly, not here for the slow jams, so this one wasn't yeah. one of my faves. <laughs> this was one of my favorites early on in my experience with this album, but you know, I was mm. I was come to this from from Southern Gospel and '90s country, and sure, you know, things yeah. that, that this that is a little sense. more akin to. It was a gateway song. Yeah, it was like helping you land more firmly into the for him discography. It's probably bottom half of the album for me now. Um, mm. I feel like this is the best at showcasing each guy's individual. Yes, you know, I did like that vocals. Yeah, because the slower jams let them kind of stretch their vocal prowess a little yeah. more. Yeah, and you can tell the differences between them too, which is nice. I I mm-hmm. did feel like there could have been more, maybe an instrumental part between the bridge and the last chorus on here. But I was like, I get when you have four vocalists, you're not trying to spend a lot of time on instrumentals. Even though the electric guitar towards the end of the song, like you could tell he wanted to go off, but he was like, I gotta hold it back. I can't back, I hold gotta, it back. I gotta do a little bit. Don't well, let I thought the, the same fly. Th- I thought the same thing about the drummer. Like like his flams yeah. are so tight, like on those tom fills. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, tell he's wanted to boom, just like boom, boom. Boom. Yeah, I know. He won he wanted to go hard, but he's in the pocket, man. Yeah, and to 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 be so locked in and to have that restraint. Well, and think about that too. Like, like you know, listening to this in 2023, thinking back to an album that was recorded in 1996. This was probably like potentially the beginning of like Pro Tools and stuff, but probably not really fully utilized. And just like, like nothing's like digitally quantized and like. No. Put on the yeah, beat. The performances it's just, just have to be really tight. It's just tight, man. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, at the time, there was a kind of a subgenre of Christian music called inspirational radio, where oh, it was yeah, all right. like it was like Sandy Patty and Wayne Watson and like the the most adult contemporary. And mm-hmm. I, I think some of their songs, you know, had been you know on heavy ro- heavy rotation in those genres. And uh, this is probably really the only one that I feel like nails that inspirational category on yeah, this mm-hmm. album. So I kind of feel like it was a strategic thing. Well, it also comes down to to like once again, like their vocal performances feel really organic, but feel really believable. I feel mm-hmm. like like so much of this sort of style of uh very like vocal heavy CCM kind of stuff even if the lyrics tend to skew towards the like cheesy it it's similar to like a a DC Talk thing like like we talked about how like they can't help but be a pop group but I still like like I believe these vocal performances you know what i mean like yeah there's authenticity in everything that they do yeah yeah even that even if i don't necessarily like emotionally connect to it right because that was like kind of a big thing for me on on this record of like there wasn't a lot i i think that's that's potentially why we're we're digging into the music a lot more because there yeah, wasn't a lot that a lot I lyrics. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. There wasn't a lot that I like emotionally connected to, but I still really valued the authenticity of the vocal performances mm-hmm. in a way that that I didn't, I don't hear a lot in other groups of this style. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way of putting it. I think you really hit the center of the mark with that, Kylan. <laughs> but. I really Thank do, you. actually. I wanted to make a joke, <laughs> but I think you actually, yeah, that's a great way of summing it up. I totally agree with all that. Uh, all yeah, that being said, same. I'm going to make a note about another musical <laughs> note instead of okay. lyrics. But I did like, and I like this idea. I might try to steal this or something. Uh, in the first verse, the shaker, they have like the shakers going is the only percussion, but they had the mm-hmm. shaker going in the left channel on like the eighth notes or whatever. But then they have one in the right on the two and the four. And it's cool right. to have, I would have just put it up the middle, but then like it's cool to have like you get a lot more width and that one comes yep. in. And I was like, I like that yeah, as like a production. Picture. Yeah, it was really cool. I was like, I'm, I might try to steal this idea for something in the future if yeah. I ever need something yeah. sparse, but you want some width on it. Yeah. So right. I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. All right. Contrary to where I am, uh, let's move on to track number seven, Window with a View. <laughs> Are you Kylan for the listeners? I'm in. Oh, I'm in another creepy murder basement. But guys, another this one. Is, this is one that I own. This you is own my that creepy murder, murder basement. basement. Man, there's never a more proud moment when you get to go to your own creepy murder basement and be like, "I own this. have a podcast. I own this." <laughs> this is so 90s. It is. This guitar that line walk up reminded me of something, but I could not place what it was. Same. Just like the yeah, I know, I know. I can't, I can't figure it out. Yeah, it's the ascending. I, yeah, I know. Yes, I just, I listened to it so many times, I could not place it. But 
It just felt so familiar. Okay, it's 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 not this. It's a little bit. Here comes the sun. Mm-hmm. A little. I was thinking, I was like, is that. it like, is it because it's picked arpeggiated? So I was like, is it like an REM kind of thing? I'm hearing. I don't know, but. Or is it like the transition track between like the really emotive scenes in a full house episode? Yep. A finale. <laughs> it's like a finale episode. <laughs> Back into a lot of stuff they do to sonically differentiate. Uh, there's some weird sounds in the verses. There's yeah. castanets. And there's some <laughs> weird sound at 37 seconds. Uh, but stuff like that is really cool to keep you engaged and interesting. Yeah. And I feel like production-wise, it's a fun to just... Josh, I love that you figured out that it was Castanets. That's what... It is, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, for sure. Cra- okay, cool, yeah. I, I just... You could have been like, ox percussion. You could have just thrown <laughs> that blanket terminology on there, but no, no. no, no. You, it's Castanet. I know a Castanet when I hear one. It is Castanet. <laughs> uh, I will say, this is the first time I hated the bass tone on the album. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's real flabby. Like, <laughs> like it's real, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's that real yeah. like this like, was the performance that they were like bro you gotta really step up yeah, your game well, the or- <laughs> thing is the bass lines are great yes the bass tone the tone is kind of is awful yeah yeah it's a little weird Eric what do you think about this song it's probably one of my least favorites I'm not sure why maybe maybe I just haven't picked out the cool little things that are going on that, that you all yeah, have yeah oh, oh don't 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 get me wrong I, I think this song is pretty boring yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there are standard weird. Yeah, yeah. This this is, this is probably my least favorite on here. But I mean, even that, I, it's it's still one that I'm I'm fond of. You know, I, I think it's fine. Even lyrically, it's like it's almost it's almost really really clever. Like like I mm. love the idea of like the window with a view straight into my soul. Right. But but I feel like they and I've we've mentioned this a, a number of times on the podcast, but they're so close to a really good idea or the execution of a great concept. Mm-hmm. But they're like not quite there. Mm-hmm. They, they repeat the window with a view window with a view so many times. And I just feel like they could have fleshed it out a little better instead of stretching a small idea across a whole song. They could have used that idea and then come up with a different idea to support the original idea but I like it. Like I, at its core, I'm like, that's, there's something strong there. Yeah. I just want a little more. Yeah. Open the window. Open the window. That's it. <laughs> no, I had on the bridge. I wish they would have completed this, that they would have really like stuck with the metaphor, the window metaphor in like right. puns. Cause yeah, he says, I can draw the shutters. I can hide behind the pane, which maybe P A I N or window pane. But right. then he says, live beneath the covers. I'm like, nah, you need a third window. Like, <laughs> stick with the window. Think, yeah, if you yeah. stuck with the window, I'd be like, okay, I see what you did there, and I appreciate <laughs> right. it and respect it. But mm-hmm. I was like, ah, you're so close. You almost mm-hmm. had it. But, uh, you know, I've written many a song that are exactly like this, where the premise is a little thin or not fully developed. You know, it's still they're still good songs. Maybe not great. I was just so stuck on trying to figure out what that guitar line was. <laughs> I listened to it so many times, but I did enjoy it because... Like I said, it's so like familiar, and it, I was like, I know this from something, but I couldn't figure it out. I know, but I know. I did listen to it's, it a ton of times trying to. Yeah, it's REM doing the score for Full House, season seven, yeah. or covering "Here Comes the Sun." 
Yep. Yeah, there's some 90s pop song that that totally reminds yeah, me of. Yeah, because I was trying to, and I listened, mm-hmm. I was like, is it a Sixpence thing? But I listened to a couple Sixpence, and it wasn't that, but I didn't quite Is it know a Third Eye Blind thing? No, I wouldn't know if it was Third Eye Blind. I know mm. you would. I know. All right. Well, that's all the evidence I need. Uh, One hey. more thing we're not going to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> track number eight, all the evidence I need. Like marimba, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's sonically different than the other stuff. It is. Those are some straight up edge guitars, though. <laughs> uh huh. This feels pretty trip hop to me. Totally. For sure. With like maybe a little like collective soul kind of kind of thrown yes. in there. Yeah. But okay, so here's where where the synth pads really started to hit me. It's like the the last couple songs. It's like. I don't know. We're not going to do as many harmonies. Let's just put a synth pad on it. Like they could have right. done this vocally, but we're just but we're just going to throw it out. Yeah, with a little music bed. I like synth pads. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's for it. It's not the worst thing. Again, all things in mind. Like it gives it a more atmospheric kind of vibe. Then mm-hmm. it's a little bit more eighties than where the rest of the stuff leans more. That nineties vibe. For sure. Yep. Man, this might be my favorite chorus on the record. This was, I think, mm. this is the other contender for favorite song for me. I think the my, verses my need to be a little bit more interesting, but this chorus mm. is just super good, and I really like it. This is my second favorite on Hey, here. and there's a guitar yeah. solo in this song. <laughs> yeah, that's a they nice let, touch. Yeah, yeah, they let some little instrumental break in there. But yeah. The chorus is so strong. I think the background vocals at towards the end, doing all the woes and stuff, is mm-hmm. some of my favorite moments of the, the background vocals in the album. Yeah, I really fill it out. I think I think I have to keep. I think I have to lay it all on the line and say lay it all the, on the line is my favorite. But this is second for me as well. All right, like cool. Eric. Yeah, that's all the evidence I need. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This has the ringiest snare of the whole record. Yeah, yeah. The tone on the snare is a little. It's not like I'm gonna say it's not totally offensive, but it is distracting a little, <laughs> little bit. A little bit. They could have dialed it yeah. in. A, a have little you guys? Have you guys seen those videos? They're like on TikTok and Instagram and stuff. Of some guy, he did like a series of videos of like if. If other songs had the snare sound of Saint Anger yes. by Metallica, yeah. and it's just a Which beer like keg, a, yeah, <laughs> keg. it's just that's what this sounds like. Uh-huh. It just like sounds like you're hitting a beer keg. It's one of his videos yeah. for him. All the evidence I need <laughs> with the snare sound from Saint Anger. Yeah, I don't have much else to say about this song. Like it's it's yeah okay. I think that that thing that I thought was a synth line is a guitar line. Oh, we're going back like, to that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's dawning upon you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Josh, what do you think makes the chorus so strong? It's the I think it's it's the 654 walk down, probably. That's probably... Because there's a lot of weird chords on this record, 
but they do the Benim six five four, and, and so I it think, feels familiar. I think that just like is like, oh yeah, I'm gonna love that, of course. So it's satisfying, you might say. It is satisfying, as Eric's <laughs> daughter would say. Yeah. It is. So yeah, I I think it's really strong. I love the coming up. So I am walking by faith. Like that's a right. it's like walking by faith and not by sight. It's a good strong like opening statement for your chorus too. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the rhythm is catchy. Da, 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 da. Like, yeah. It's an earwig, you know, mm-hmm. really hooks into the brain. No, I think it's good. And like Eric was saying, the, the BGVs fill it out really well. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really strong chorus. I like it a lot. Sweet. All right, guys, let's move on to track number nine, Sacred Hideaway. Kylan, we need to. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this is my sacred hideaway. We do, at a certain point, I guess, need to talk about how they, the last half of the record has like the longest songs, which is really <laughs> tough for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I did really like this song. Really? Yeah. What'd you dig about it? I like the vocal performance. I like it. it's like almost kind of whispery, like especially because mm-hmm. they've been yeah. like really strong forward vocals, and it's like okay. We're gonna like kind of whisper this a little bit. Well, it's because it's right. a sacred hideaway, <laughs> right? Right. It's not like a loud, raucous hideaway. Sacred, <laughs> a loud, raucous hideaway. Eric, as somebody who is more maybe more familiar with the band in general, do you, do you know if Marty does more of those kind of lower energy songs or like the more intimate sounding ones, the more vibey ones? I've not really noticed so much him even. You know, a lot of the songs I feel like he does aren't really standouts on on the other albums. Mm-hmm. I assume that's because he's the baritone and his sure. vocals don't lend as much to. Yeah, he can only see the Kevin Max before. Yeah, because <laughs> in our head, Kevin, Kevin Max is like the little brother where they're like, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, fine, you can do a song. <laughs> it, it's interesting that he wrote he wrote this song by himself, right? But he oh, didn't wow. have a part in writing any of the other songs. <laughs> Uh, he, yeah. they just, yeah. like, he was like i'll show you guys i'll go off and write a song yeah. uh, it's gonna be great it's about my murder basement <laughs> <laughs> you know what though it's got twice as many streams and four times as many streams as the last two songs He's showing them <laughs> yeah like this one's up there interesting hmm. this was not one of my faves on the record sorry marty <laughs> it's but, not one of my but, favorites, but I do. I think it's pretty interesting. Just the kind of tribal uh, sur- survivor sounding. Yeah, song. it it <laughs> right. felt like this would feel right at home on a later era DC Talk record for me. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. like if you just if you just snuck this into the Supernatural track list, we wouldn't notice. <laughs> yeah, we would not notice. Yeah. No, I actually have the note that I think it's in the pre-chorus that it felt very mind's eye to me. And I like oh, I was listening yeah. to this and I heard yeah. the Billy Graham sample on top of it. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and then I started thinking, and I was like, this kind of fits like a similar like lyrical idea of kind of what mind's eye and sacred right. hideaway. And like I feel like they're 
similar kind of enough ideas, but I heard the Billy Graham sample and I was like, huh, that could work over there. And Mm -hmm. so yeah, I got, I got mind's eye vibes from it, which is later DC Mm -hmm. talk. Mm -hmm. It was more of that snare though, that like, yeah, I'm going to hit a tile floor (laughs) with a little much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. Like the drum sounds I really liked at the sort of the front end of the album. Right. And And then they totally shift experience of halfway through. (laughs) Took, like really it was a curveball this like, song was apparently recorded in austria whereas it looks like a lot of the rest of the album was recorded in california which is what it does austria. okay so this okay. adds to our headcanon right. of <laughs> they're just like all right go do your weirdo song Marty, in europe go to austria. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's where his sacred hideaway is guys find the, yeah, find yeah, the, yeah the beer keg snare in austria <laughs> It's Oktoberfest. Yeah, this somewhere. is all yeah. starting to add up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. And there's like some pan pipes or something in there. There's some kind of pipes <laughs> yeah, of or something. So that Austria makes more sense for that. Yeah. <laughs> I like the kind of gospel vocals. Yeah, yeah, those are nice. The chorus, the way they go into the chorus, I feel like it's like the opposite for me of like, of the last song of, so I'm walking my faith. Whereas this is like, I have found a... And it's like the chords are so weird. It's like they're like sneaking around. They're sneaking like, into the chorus. Yeah, they're sneaking yeah. into the chorus. It's it's very Instead interesting. Instead of announcing it. Yeah. Y'all are onto something with that supernatural mm-hmm. comparison. It's definitely... Mm-hmm. Feels like it could be on Supernatural. Yeah. I agree. And like a DC Talk song, it's pretty long. It's too uh, long. They could yeah. have ended it at 4 o'clock. A little bloated. Four o'clock at four, four o'clock. Quit time, man. In Austria, four o'clock. You're, you're out of there, bro. It's Oktoberfest somewhere. <laughs> They're like, you know, we went all the way to Austria for this. Let's uh, let's use our whole uh, five or six minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they did. They're going to get it. Yep. But at, at four minutes after that instrumental part, I feel like you could have brought it down because they don't really introduce anything new that they couldn't have done i feel like earlier in the song yes but yeah it does especially because the last song is five minutes too so you get like two out of the last three songs are five minutes so Mm -hmm. like this could have trimmed a little bit yeah i feel like this is another supporting it's all the evidence i need that 90s records a lot of them were a little bloated yeah well a lot like you tj I feel like the the <laughs> later half of this record is a little bloated. Let's move on to track number 10, A Lot Like You. This is the most egregious yeah. on the entire record. Guys, too many bongos. <laughs> too many bongos. No more bongos, guys. Have there been any other bongos on this record? No. No, no, no. This is uh, the okay. only example. So I will give them that. The, they are allowed one. They are it's allowed 97, one. 97. I'll and give you one. it's at like the tail end of the record. <laughs> but... I just I I can't I can't I can't do it. Too many bongos. Can't abide, and the bongos, can't abide the bongos. And the bongos are very high in the mix. They really are. They are. Hell yeah, yeah this is going to be our bongo song. Yep. Okay. I have some lyric notes. I will say I like the message of this song a lot. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Specifically, some lines like "Maybe the salt in us is out of season," and "Has Jesus been disguised by our religion?" So I mm-hmm. like the idea of this song of mm-hmm. kind of getting back to the basics of life, but also the gospel of like, yep. l- like your salt going out of season and like how you're presenting Jesus in the church sure. to the world and like being like, hey, because like the chorus is like, that's how Jesus looks a lot like you when you kind of just, so I really liked the message of the song and there's some specific lines in it that I enjoyed a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm conflicted on one section of the song lyrically, Josh, that is really interesting because on one level I kind of struggle with it and on another level I really like it. The I guess it's the bridge or section that says all we are and all we should ever long to be is just a vessel to die or is just a vessel just to die to be fashioned by God's hand until all that remains is love. I mostly love that idea. The vessel to die part feels a little fatalistic but if it's like you know and I think it is the die to self kind of thing like get out of your own way then I love it's probably that. the like the Paul's to live is Christ to die is gain, I to assume, die, yeah, is probably right. a take on that. So yeah, if it's a die to self kind of thing, like get out of your own way, that that that's awesome. But it's like it doesn't it doesn't quite say that. So it's like just ambiguous enough that I'm like, I don't I don't know. But I would uh, yeah, yeah. I would are you there kind of, or yeah. Right. Yeah. What like, angle are you coming you at this here? from? Yeah. But uh but but it stuck out to me. Like I remember l- listening through to this the first time. That was the section that kind of really stuck out. I was like, oh that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, lyrically there's there's some kind of a, a good core, I think, to this yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I always thought it was weird. It was kind of unusual to me because you always hear, you know, about you being like Jesus right, rather than, it. yeah. Yeah, it's cool. That was that was an odd concept to me at the mm-hmm. time, and I still don't ever hear anything like that. So it, that's yeah. kind of a, a refreshing way to, to look at it, I think. Totally. It's the take on if A equals B and B equals C, but you, they're starting like if C equals B. The right. yeah. equals A kind of thing. So yeah, it's a cool like slip on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. still the same thing. But let's see the keyboard sound going into all the choruses were very interesting, but specifically the one at two thirty because they have like this the little quick keyboard parts before the choruses. But then the two thirty one is very interesting. It sounds like it was a joke that they're like they found a way to make it work and just kept it in. <laughs> but it's fun, right? I never noticed that. It until is. That. It does it's feel so weird, yeah, yeah. but it's it's pretty Again, fun. This this whole the album has so many moments that feels like a gospel band, like a very very skilled group of right. musicians that are just like just having a laugh, like kind of. No, they had fun with that. For kind sure. of fucking around. Song. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and they're like, wait, like, wait, wait, but but that actually could work. <laughs> Throw that in. We could pull this off. End. Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. The keyboardist yes. is just like looking at everybody like, yo, y'all ready? Like, hey, I'm going to hey, do hey. it. He hit the wrong thing. I'm he's like, he's like, right. is the, the producer's not going to stop me? No one's going to. Okay, we're going to keep it going. Like, <laughs> no it. one caught it's that. like, hey, hey, y'all really dug the, the law and order thing. Check this out. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, um, there is like so much like musical weirdness that I just did not anticipate on this yeah. record. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. No, there's a lot of fun stuff. The keyboard was having keyboardist was having a good time on this one. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right, guys. Well, do we want to move on to the last track? Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. 
The last track, guys, we made it. Here we are. Track number 11, Greatest Story Ever Told. Okay, so this one, uh, where they had the one song like with the castanets, they decided to do like a like a super shaky tambourine on this one mm-hmm. to like keep it interesting. It's like every now and then there's just like a a little shimmer, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one definitely paints a picture, which is pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. Lyrically, it's pretty, pretty rich. You know, every chapter, the story was told. it's just like every now and then, <laughs> a little tambo. <laughs> is it those man? I was talking with a friend. Like, why did every church? This is maybe the maybe they like those chimes. Why did oh, every yeah. church have those? I was like, did anyone mm-hmm. ever play those? Was it just like when oh, you were yes. when you had I a did. church that was like a must buy item? You're like, well, right. if we have yeah, a church, yeah, yeah. we mm-hmm. have to buy these. You have well. to have chimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A great ride symbol, and then right beside that, a whole stand dedicated, like a boom stand dedicated to chimes. Yes, right, of course. Well, guys, you might not know this, but and this might be part of my aversion uh, to bongos, but I definitely played auxiliary percussion for church pinnacle hills when we first moved to arkansas and we mm-hmm. had a conga set and bongos and chimes and you were the i was the, the chimes guy oh you're yeah. the chimes guy okay i was the you chimes the guy. guy i just want to make sure you weren't the bongo guy i was the bongo guy no no no. Okay. i was he was all the guys. question your version to bongos because i feel like you've been presenting a false picture of yourself here if you no, were the no, bongo no, no, guy. no 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 i think i have bongo trauma yeah that's part of his origin story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this is like Kylan's Bruce Wayne's parents dying. Like yep. it's it's him playing bongos. Oxperk in the church. The church Oxperk guy. Eric, how do you feel about this song? Um, I like that uh it's got kind of like that like a epic grand kind of sound and yes. that it matches like the message of the song, which is you know, this is the greatest story. Right. Right. It's not it's not pretentious in its, you know, right epic sound, I don't think, like like some of that stuff can be. Um I think it 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 pulls off really well what it's what it's going for. And well, and then once mm-hmm. again, I believe the vocal performance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like all, all the components, basically, like lyrically, vocally, sonically, they're all taking you on a journey. And it, it really works. It's a good yeah. closing track for yeah. that reason. It yeah. is. And I will always give a little bit of leeway for like an extra long closing track because it's right. like a thesis, right? Yeah, it's like, it sticks it, the like, landing. This is, and I think totally. it did. Here's the thing. I think, I, I understand if you're closing as the greatest story ever told and kind of like a gospel summation, like it makes sense as the last song, especially if your record is called The Message and you're mm. having right. this as like, the pinnacle piece of the mm-hmm. message is the greatest story ever told. Like, I understand that it makes a lot of sense, and I totally get why they did it. But I would also like to submit this to you. Perhaps cutting Sacred Hideaway and putting this as track nine, and then you end 
on a lot like you because I feel like that also is that would also work as like a closing statement of your record of the message of being of Jesus looking a lot like you and the way that you do Mm -hmm. things and stuff so you have the greatest story ever told yeah, I like this. I'm coming up with this right now. You have <laughs> this, the greatest story ever told, the story of Jesus in the gospel, and then the song is, and this is how you live it out kind of thing. I, mm, I think, And you yeah. end on like a really like mm-hmm, poppy, mm-hmm. upbeat. I was like, I right. think that could work. I could dig that. Off. I could yeah. dig that. Yeah. I, I feel like, I like that. you know, they had their probably maybe their biggest song, The Basics of Life, but I, I almost feel like some of this album is kind of like an expansion of that because like a lot of the songs are hitting on like basic but important topics like you know the message the greatest story ever told the message you know the measure of a man the center of the mark it's all like about core things for the the christian right. life right yeah 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 no they mm-hmm. they did sort of fill that space of mm-hmm. of doing that of yeah that's really interesting i hadn't necessarily considered that yeah, it's like the pillars that you would mm-hmm. need mm-hmm. kind of starting things out, trying to figure life out through that lens. Huh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Like a guidebook Interesting. almost. So Eric, you you know, we talk on this show a lot about alternate track lists. I was curious if you had one, if there's anything you would cut from this record, because it is a really long record. Yeah. Yeah, it's only 11 songs, but 50 minutes for 11 songs Oof. is a little yeah. long. Yeah. Is there anything you would cut? Is there anything you would you would shift? I would consider cutting a Window with a View right? and Sacred Hideaway, but I don't think I would want to get rid of Sacred Hideaway because I feel like it's kind of the land of mercy of the second half where it's mm, you know yeah. a, a little bit of a curveball. A little out right. there, yeah. I mean, I could be okay with Greatest Story Ever Told not being... The last track, I think Center of the Mark could maybe be a good last track because uh, yeah. it also, you know, kind of goes along the lines of what Josh was talking about. Of yeah, it's like a good, like, the greatest it's like story. a call to action almost, right. you know, like, right. yeah, like yep. at the end of an ad, like you want to call mm-hmm. to action. So, yeah, that makes sense. Well, guys, we did it. We, we listened through and talked through for him's the message. So, are we ready to do? Final flopper bop verdicts. Yeah, I have think? all the evidence I need. <laughs> uh, well, like the king and I are ready. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Insert another funny pun about the something measure of a man. <laughs> um, I will be measuring okay. you by your flopper bops of this oh, record. Perfect. There we go. Okay, Eric, no as our guest, I want to ask you what order do you want to do our flopper bops in? Oh gosh. Um putting like you on the spot. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll obviously go first. Okay. Um, okay. Let's do Kylan, TJ, and then Josh. Ooh, okay. Nice. I'm here All for right. it. I'm here for it. Okay. Artists off. All right. All right. So, Eric, where does the message by for him land for you? Is it a flop or a bop and why? Uh definitely a bop for me because it kinda I mean, really uh, was a huge part of why I'm passionate about music and the kinds mm. of music I'm passionate about. And it just, it feels like a, a part of me. It's not my favorite album of all time, anything, but it is like a huge part of my musical right. DNA. It's seminal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do think it even, you know, separating myself from that, I do think it's, it's a really good album for, for what it's doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, think I so. love that. Like, because you have, if anyone, we'll do plugs in a little bit, but you have your website and your list of all your favorite records, and you didn't pick any of those like top contenders. Like, you had, I feel like you're like this is the Church Jams Now record. Like, you could have come in with like your sparkling death cometh or something like that. But you, uh, for some reason, like, I don't know. I like but he's that scared you had, we're gonna you had a it. church yeah. now <laughs> record pick ready. And I like that. Yeah. I, this is, you know, the core of my CCM experience. Yeah, and so mm. that, well, I've been really excited too, because we've, we've kind of, I was, I was texting Josh. I was like, we've kind of been living in tooth and nail land and we're going into CCM world. So yeah, this was mm-hmm. a great, we're going into the land of mercy. Of, <laughs> that is CCM. Sweet. Okay. Well, I'm glad it's a bop for you. So now for me, okay, here we go. Um, Eric, now now you get to see the magic before all the editing of me sort of extemporaneously <laughs> <laughs> speaking on where I'm going to land on this record. Um, okay. So we, we, we've recently had a lot of conversations about sort of expanding our, our flop or bop criteria. I feel like if I was to use my old criteria of will I listen to this record again at some point in the next year, this would be a hard flop. In listening to this record, I think, you know, we all kind of keyed in on these like weird musical moments that felt like coming at it from a musician's perspective almost felt like in jokes right it it mm-hmm. like it mm-hmm. felt it like i got the feeling of like being in a band and doing something kind of silly like literally just for your band everybody else yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh i see what you did there <laughs> yeah i feel like there was a lot of that a big part for me was also like i said before was i did not emotionally connect to this album at all Lyrically, there is nothing really that like I took away that I was like, oh, I like super connect with that. Um, but I then also tried to divorce it from the nostalgia of like, oh, this was like the music that I was raised on. Okay, so I, I'm I'm going to pull a TJ here. I, I think T, TJ, I, I think oh, you wow. established You're this. Two answers here. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> different i think tj established on our artist in the ambulance episode so i'm gonna give it a bop but i'm gonna give it a a a, a conditional bop conditional or contextual my language was contextual yeah but yours was contextual it's, okay but it's 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 conditional in that like this is so, so far the only full for him record that i know for a fact i've listened to front right. to back right and I'm not super familiar with the rest of their discography. And I don't know when we're going to cover them again. But until that happens, I'm going to give this a bop. Like, should we listen to other For Him records mm-hmm. that that I potentially could get more out of? So I, I reserve the right to revoke <laughs> my, my bop status <laughs> for this. But it is still a bop. For me. Oh, that's interesting. Ooh. I like that a lot. Awesome. Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. And until as a show, a, as like an entity, Church Jams now becomes more familiar with For Him. Mm-hmm. In my mind, if this is the only For Him record that that we will cover, 
in the foreseeable future, then I got to give it a bop because there was like so much weird stuff on here and such good vocal performances. So yeah, all right, it, right. Wow. <laughs> it's fascinating <laughs> so to me cool. as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, TJ, what about you, man? Well, I'm especially excited about your answer, Kylan, because I think it's really going to help mine land even better than it would have. Yeah, I th- I do think it's cool that we've been able to really expand what a a bopper of lot means and. Yeah, give a little more context or nuance to to those ideas. You know, a lot like you, Kylan, the the message I want to share ultimately is that I enjoyed listening to this album quite a bit. It was like having a window with a view. <laughs> sometimes, but like sometimes the curtains were closed and I was like, I'm you were not under really, the covers. <laughs> yeah, I was under the covers a little bit in my sacred hideaway. Um but I, I'm not going to make it all the way through all the tracks. Don't worry. But, but, but if I had to lay it all on the line, I would say that ultimately this album was not nostalgic for me. There wasn't a lot of emotional connection. And that is a big part of my Bob criteria. Like it needs right. to kind of resonate. I think one phrase that I've used uh, a good bit is like, will this make my life better in the long run? Mm. Or like, will this ultimately kind of edify me or elevate like my experience, uh, engaging with art and there was a lot to love on this album the quirky musicianship that we talked about that was like next level and really interesting it did um kind of poke out to me a lot and i engaged with it a good bit and enjoyed that and especially in this conversation like josh your note about the piano (laughs) moment like that was unreal and the (laughs) the law and order like that's just um yeah that was delightful but it is the greatest story ever told but it's an album that for me just falls shy of the bop line. It just for barely sure. falls into flop territory. But like Kylan, because yes, as a podcast, we are only so familiar with for him um, officially. I could see this being a contextual flop that could turn into a bop. Okay, if okay. we were to cover <laughs> another for him album, and I was like, I really didn't like that because right. I, I like yeah, yeah. this one enough you know it was very very <laughs> close for me it was very much on the fence and i'm i'm just falling over because there wasn't that kind of emotional resonance that i need for it to bop for me but maybe on somewhere the down the line <laughs> of you kylan maybe i'll we'll cover up for him i'm like that was a real stinker you know what <laughs> right. guys the message maybe the bop. message is pretty good yes okay dude <laughs> no, we'll, do another, we'll do another we'll do another record and kylan will take his bop from the message and put it on that one and tj's gonna be like you know what i'm retroactively gonna bop the message yes, because exactly. i don't like <laughs> yeah. this one yes we'll we're karmically we're just balancing <laughs> yes, the scales here. i yeah. love that i absolutely <laughs> love that <laughs> that's so, that's so good okay contextual cool. flop but but it has the potentials Right, land yeah, over the bop. There are bump there are strings that. attached to that contextual yes. flop. Yes, <laughs> I just I like living the land of mercy and considering that maybe <laughs> it could hit the center of the mark. Who knows? I, love, I that. love that we too have like similar reasoning for yeah. opposite assessments. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. That that's fascinating to me. <laughs> this show is so cool. I love doing this show with you guys. Like that's just so cool. Art is so rad. Okay, Josh, what about you, man? No, I'm going to say I feel like my what I'm going to say is kind of an amalgamation of both of y'all's. <laughs> so as you're nice. like, wow, this is going to sound very familiar when I say <laughs> give my verdict as well. Same thing. <laughs> so, like I said, 
hadn't listened to this record ever before, so like there's no none of that nostalgia for me as well. But it just has that overall 90 CCM sound that is nostalgic to me. So even though there weren't specific mm-hmm. songs that I right. could latch onto and be like, I remember this when I was a kid, like it just the overall sound of it was nostalgic, and I feel like mm-hmm. so that had a big pull for me as well. So obviously, like we talked about, great vocal performances, really fun musicianship, a lot better. That was that was great, a lot better musicianship than I was expecting. So my expectations were low. I think they Eric called that far too. Far exceeded. For he you. did. He did. Mm-hmm. And I was nice, very yeah. happy that he was right about that. <laughs> I was at the fence as well. It's right on the line for me. And considering my bop, bop criteria as well as like, do I see myself listening to this again in the future? And I'm like. I don't know if I do, maybe a little bit here and there, but overall, I don't know if I'm going to like reach for it and throw it on. But at the same time, I really enjoyed listening to this record. I really enjoyed getting to shade in the part of For Him in my like CCM knowledge that uh, was previously blank before. Right. Mm. So I really enjoyed that just like historically and for the show. And the record was a lot of fun. It wasn't a slog to listen to. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed picking out little parts, and I loved most of the choruses. By the time, even if the verses aren't grabbing me, by the time the chorus hits, for most of them, I'm I'm locked, and I'm like, yeah, all right, here right. we go. This is fun. Mm. So I was torn between, would I listen to this again? I don't think so. But I had a lot of fun listening to it, and I think I had enough fun listening to it that it is going to bring it to a bring it for me yes okay but i love that y'all talked about this because i was like as we get into more for him i could maybe this isn't going to be my favorite for him record maybe i'll like another one more and i'll get more context within their discography so i definitely had that in my mind as well like as we get into more we'll see how my thoughts on this shake later Mm -hmm. but as of right (laughs) right now i'm gonna give it a pop so we're Sweet. all giving like conditional strings attached, <laughs> <laughs> but th- that's what's so fascinating of like getting getting away from like the tooth and nail stuff that you know we're super familiar with and getting into this more. Mm-hmm. That was something that I felt like in the early part of the show we were still kind of struggling to find of like how realistically do we like assess stuff that we're not super familiar with. And I, I feel like we're finally starting to like get into a groove with that. Yeah, so. stride. And and we have Eric to thank for that in large part. Yeah. Market. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Eric, how did that feel for you? How did how did where we all landed, like how does that resonate with you? I've been so excited to to hear what you all thought about it. And I'm I'm pleased that you all kind of uh confirmed my <laughs> Uh, feelings that despite all my personal love and connections and nostalgia with it, that it is actually a pretty solid album. There's a lot of fun to be had on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah definitely. It it's it's really it's definitely worth a listen. Totally. Yeah. Like yeah. for for many different reasons. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. we all found different things about it. So yeah, dude, that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for 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 bringing bringing this record that none of us were familiar with. It's always, <laughs> yeah, that's a treat. I I do like the records that like none of us are particularly attached to. Uh, I feel like that tends to bring out the best sort of analytical 
conversations. Yeah, um, I had no clue where any of y'all would land. And <laughs> it was it was so fun hearing things, you know, through through y'all's you know opinions and things that I hadn't noticed before. Right, because ah. for you, the the record's so close to home and and kind of precious in in yeah. a good way. Yeah. So yeah, it's always fun to like when I bring a record on the show that is like a big one for me. I'm always like, oh. What are Josh and Kylan gonna think? Like, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, I feel like, that too. Yeah, yeah. I I feel that too. Like <laughs> it's like exciting, but also a little scary, but in a good yeah. way. Like right. It's, yeah. it's like That's I think I've talked about this before. It's like it's like showing someone your favorite movie. Right. It's just like are 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 they going? But like then it? but then they end up talking about it for two and a half hours. <laughs> so it's <laughs> sweet. Okay. So we have three bops and a flop. I think that's about what we predicted, right? I think that's about where we landed on part A. I wasn't really sure what I wasn't really sure what yeah, we had us at, I think he had us at two and two, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then he had us evenly split, so yeah. Ooh, All right. Bops and flops. Well, that's pretty rad. Okay, so Eric, would you be so kind as to share with our listeners uh anything any anything you, you want to plug? Like do you want people to follow you online? Is there stuff you want people to read? We we've mentioned multiple times sort of your Twitter and, and your blog and stuff. But if you want to give those addresses right now, that'd be awesome. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at an Everglow, uh, I N E V E R G L O W. My website is an everglow.com where I do a lot of lists, um, mainly, you know, just to keep track of for myself. But if anybody else just wants to see those things, that's where to find it. You're a big list guy, which is why I think you connect with Josh and I too. Yep. Yeah, like, we're big <laughs> list guys too. Particularly, oh, yeah. I mentioned it on your last episode, but particularly your top Starflyer songs list is. Oh like, yeah, that's a big connection <laughs> point for me. I like that that one makes the rounds every once in a oh, while. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, so I think that's going to do it for us. If you enjoyed this, we have more nonsense like it on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. And of course, from all of us here at CJN, may all your favorite bands stay together. And peace out, my friends. Yeah.